Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, December 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, we raised our target range for the short-term interest rates by another quarter of a percentage point. That's U.S. Federal Reserve Chairman Jay Powell making the fourth rate rise for the year. At the same time, he tempered economic growth forecasts, and that triggered the most negative stock market response to a rate rise since 1994. The FT's Mike McKenzie is joining us today to talk about what that means. But first, we'll be looking at a U.S. regulator taking Facebook to court, Altria taking a stake in e-cigarette company Jewel Labs that could make it one of the world's most valuable private companies, and the world's biggest brewer in a tie-up to bring cannabis-infused drinks to market. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Facebook is being taken to court by a U.S. regulator. It could be the first of a barrage of claims in the U.S. against the social media group over data leaks. The court action involves the sale of personal data of about 70 million Facebook users to research firm Cambridge Analytica. The Attorney General for the District of Columbia, Carl Racine, sued Facebook on Wednesday over an alleged breach of the district's consumer protection law. The lawsuit seeks restitution or damages for about 340,000 D.C. residents who are said to have been affected by the breach. So far, the only penalty Facebook has faced for the Cambridge Analytica scandal is a 500,000-pound fine imposed by the U.K., This suit comes in the same week as the latest privacy storm to hit the social networking company. It was revealed that companies, including Microsoft and Spotify, had been given access to data about Facebook users. And the FT reports that Marlboro cigarette maker Altria is set to take a 35% stake in e-cigarette company Juul Labs. That's according to two people briefed about the matter. The deal would value Juul at about $38 billion dollars and make it one of the world's most valuable private companies. Altria's investment could be announced as early as this week, and it'll more than double the $16 billion valuation put on Jewel this summer. The FT also reports that Altria aims to turn a minority investment into a controlling stake at a later stage. But for the foreseeable future, the company agreed not to go beyond 35%. The world's largest brewer, AB InBev, is teaming up with Canadian pot company Tilray. The company's plan to research cannabis-infused drinks. AB InBev is the company behind Budweiser, and its involvement in recreational cannabis brings new legitimacy to the industry. The partnership will be limited to Canada, where recreational pot use was legalized in October. Each company will invest $50 million to research how recreational cannabis drinks might be brought to market. They'll explore flavoring and the length of the high. Shares in Tilray jumped as much as 17% in after-hours trading on Wednesday. It was the first cannabis company to go public in the U.S., and its value has more than quadrupled from its issue price, making it the best-performing U.S.-listed IPO in 2018. And now back to the biggest story of the day. Over the past year, the economy has been growing at a strong pace, The unemployment rate has been near record lows, and inflation has been low and stable. In Washington yesterday afternoon, the Federal Reserve defied U.S. President Donald Trump and boosted rates for the fourth time this year. Fed Chairman Jay Powell also laid out the central bank's reasoning for lowering its forecasts for next year. Despite this robust economic backdrop and our expectation for healthy growth, we have seen developments that may signal some softening relative to what we were expecting a few months ago. In response, U.S. equities reversed earlier gains and fell 1.5% by the close of trading. 
It was the sharpest stock market reaction to a Fed rate rise since February 1994. The FT's senior investment commentator, Mike McKenzie, talked to Amy Keene about what all of this means for the Fed's outlook on the U.S. economy. Well, they announced what we expected. They announced a 25 basis rate hike, which moves the upper band of the Fed funds rate to 2.5%. They also lowered their estimates of rate hikes for next year. Instead of three, which they said they were expecting back in September, they now expect two rate hikes next year. Also, another important factor was they lowered the long-run estimate of the Fed funds rate. So rather than 3%, they're now saying 2.75%. So what does all of this tell us about how members of the FOMC are actually thinking about the state of the U.S. economy? So they're trying to juggle, and I think it's a very difficult balancing act for the Fed. You're trying to sort of say to the market, look, we're going to slow down the pace of tightening next year, but the economy should be doing okay. But when you slow down the pace of tightening, you're essentially saying the economy is actually slowing down. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Thanks very much for being here today. What else did Jay Powell say today that sort of allowed you to get a bit of insight into how he, as well as members of the FOMC, are thinking about long-term Well, I think there were two very interesting comments. The first, he talked about angst. There's, you know, a mood of concern or it's it's a a mood of angst about growth going forward, if I could just capture it in one thought. About the economy and the outlook. I can't remember a Fed chair doing a press conference saying the word angst. That's not something you want to hear if you're an equity investor. And I don't think the market enjoyed hearing that. The other interesting thing was he was asked two questions about the balance sheet. The uh, balance sheet reduction, how much additional tightening do you think has come from that? Now, the Fed is currently reducing its balance sheet at a clip of $50 billion a month. That's the maximum amount of the runoff. Jay Powell basically told in both his, his responses to the questions, he essentially said, look, it's on autopilot. It's going to continue. The balance sheet was expanded massively during the era of quantitative easing. That was a, essentially like a tide that came in and lifted all boats. In this case, the boats being credit and equities. You had very low interest rates, so corporations, particularly in this country, issued record amounts of debt. I think that's the big story behind the scenes here is the fact that we're in a world which is very dependent on dollar funding, and that is shrinking. And Fed tightening isn't just about raising the cost of overnight borrowing. It's actually about reducing its balance sheet. We're now entering a period where the economy is slowing, profit growth expectations are are dropping, and we have a huge amount of outstanding corporate debt. And the worry is that next year, more and more companies are going to be facing ratings downgrades. Some companies are going to be moving into junk. We've seen already General Electric having a downgrade, and that's really driven its stock price to the lowest it's been. And that, a lot of people are already talking about General Electric being a, a canary in the coal mine, so to speak for markets as we enter, which is going to be a very difficult period. We've had a very long expansion, and we're late cycle. And if you look at what the Federal Reserve rate tightening has already done, we're seeing pressure in housing, we're seeing pressure in cars, car sales. Those tend to tell you that the interest rate and increases and the reduction of the balance sheet have already left their mark. You can listen to Mike McKenzie talk in depth on the Fed decision over on our FT News and Focus podcast today. And as always, you can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. We'll also be following the Bank of Japan as it announces the results of its monetary policy meeting. The central bank is expected to keep rates on hold at negative 0.1%. And before we go, yesterday we brought you a story about what's worrying investors in the leveraged loan market. 
I incorrectly stated how long it's been since a company has been able to borrow money in the U.S. high-yield bond market. In fact, no company has been able to borrow money this way in the month of December so far. The last time that happened for a full month was November 2008. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.